Thanks for coming over today. I yeah. appreciate it. Especially so damn early in the morning, man. It's but you, it didn't seem like you have any problem with it. So. No, my neighbor usually stomps around and wakes me up at like five thirty, six o'clock anyway. Oh, so man. yikes. That's rough. Neighbors are rough. That's oh rough. man, it's literally the worst. <laughs> I used to I used to live out by the cemetery mm-hmm. and Everyone's like, oh, how do you like it out there? And it's like, oh, I like it. You know, my neighbors are pretty quiet because they're all dead. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was the running joke with it. So it's it's pretty funny. Um, Thompson, that's how you say your last name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. no P, no, no P in no, the last name. Thompson, Thompson, no P. Don't want. <laughs> Everybody always puts a P in it. Um, I got Wyatt Thompson with me. Thompson with me today. Uh. You wrote the coffee song, so can I say singer and songwriter yeah. of, of the coffee song on Spotify? We'll plug all that later, but that was just, it was an amazing song. I, from the bottom of my heart, I really enjoyed it. It, I probably listened to it. I'd, I'd say, if not every day, every other day, just to, wow. I have a weird connect. I've been the last, I'd say the last six months, year, since I started this podcast, I've had this weird love and weird relationship with recording things and things that are recorded and uh just music in general mm-hmm. and <clears throat> when i listen to something especially something that's not like you know like a famous person necessarily you know what i mean like a like justin bieber or something like that like not something re- at the top of the ranks you know it's just some I don't want to call you just some guy, but just some guy that I am just some guy, just some guy that recorded it and put it out there for people to enjoy. And it's awesome. Cause one of my, one of my good friends, he raps or whatever, and he makes rap music mm-hmm. and Greg's actually giving him singing lessons. Oh so, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, out, so he's learning that from Greg, but, uh, it's really, it, it means more to me when I know the person, it means more to me when I know of the person and kind of know who they are. That's like when I saw you in Shoe Doctor that day, I freaked mm-hmm. out. I was like, holy shit. And then I like pulled my Instagram up and like pulled him up and I said to my wife, I'm like, is that the guy? And she goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, he's over there. Is that the guy? Is that the guy? And she goes, yeah, I think that is. And I said, I'm going to go fucking talk to him. <laughs> so I like bombarded you like a celebrity. I'm just like, I'm just like hey, what's up, man? And like the look in your eyes. I, I was like, deer in headlights. Yeah, I was just like, I was just like, I, I felt... I felt kind of weird walking away from that. I'm like, I really hope I didn't fucking scare him. No, it's just like, um, nobody's really come off, off the, come up off the street like that. And said, Hey, are you that guy that recorded that song? And I, it, it was awesome. Yeah. It was seriously. It was like super cool, dude. Um, man, yeah, I, it, it was, it's so cool that you like the song that much and other people seem to like it a lot. And yeah, that's about, I'm just really happy people (laughs) like it. (laughs) Dude, I love it. And I sent it to my buddy and my brother-in-law and usually the music I send them, they're like, Oh, this isn't my style. Cause 90% of it, it's rap or something else, Mm -hmm. you know? But I sent him that, and they're like, "Oh, I can fuck with this guy. Like, this is yeah. good. Does he have anything else?" I'm like, "I don't. I can't find anything else on Spotify." It's coming out slowly but surely. Slowly but um, surely. So there's more to come. Uh, let's see here. Today is the nineteenth. Yep. Um, 
the next one should be coming out within the next week or so. Okay. Um, it was originally supposed to come out the weekend of the 12th, but some things got pushed back. Greg's got his hands full with so many different oh, yeah. projects, so I don't... I'm not poking them on it or anything. I'm not trying to write them. Um, these things take time, and uh, it, it it's going to be worth the wait. It's a cool song. Um, it's called Intentionally Cruel, and it's kind of a Caribbean Calypso-style song. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, kind of flip-flopping genres, doing a little bit of everything. Um, so that'll come out, what, next weekend, you said? I I'm hoping. Because this podcast, this episode, so we're recording on the 19th. This podcast will probably air the 30th because I have one in my bank already. So I can put that the 23rd and this will come out the 30th. So Mm -hmm. this won't come out for another almost two weeks. So the song could be released by the time we're talking about it. it. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to be getting together with Greg tomorrow to go over some final things and probably have a definitive answer at that point hopefully maybe we'll see (laughs) (laughs) um no go go ahead ahead. yo you go ahead (laughs) say something um i'm trying to get everything out by late may june um we've talked about doing an actual physical cd um whoa that's gonna be another another project like um it's easier just getting the recordings on uh on a streaming site than it, it is. is to print a bunch get a bunch of cds and try to find places that will sell them all and, but um i wanted to do the cd just to say i made this this is yeah. This is mine. You want to have like a physical mm. proof of I want to have it. Yeah, you want to have it. <laughs> yeah, no, I I totally understand that, man. You let me know when those go on sale. I'll buy 10 of them, man. That's <laughs> I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um and I've talked to Greg and uh another friend of mine, Matt Sales. He has his own little recording studio. Uh we I've talked to them about maybe doing another project at some point, but kind of want to finish my plate now before I go back for seconds or absolutely. Um, as just the four song project. I mean, we started this back in October. Um, oh, wow. I don't want to say like we're dragging our feet on it, but we weren't really, uh, in a super big rush Um, because Greg knew that was really my first time being in a studio and recording my stuff and a lot of it was me stopping and be like is this all right man from (laughs) a other musician standpoint how's this sound is this too much is it not enough Um, Greg's got to a point where he's just like dude just just go with it, man. Yep. Like, uh, we ended up just doing a few takes of each song. Um, one of them, I think we only ended up going with the second take. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, 
we yeah just pretty loose and just went for it man uh it's like once a week or once every other week we'd go out there and grind for four or five six hours uh yeah because music production it's it's not a fucking game like it's no it's work like serious Mm -hmm. work um and when you're listening and to yourself over and over you're your own biggest critic like you're your worst enemy yep um as uh it's like oh i i I missed this note here i plucked the wrong string there you can hear the cable slapping against the guitar or something like that um and a lot of those little things that i was worried about greg was just like no no dude don't worry about it we'll get it in mastering and he was totally right like i listen to the masters now and i don't even hear the little yep. little fuck ups uh but listen it's really mentally draining like you said it's a lot of work music is work recording things is a lot of work um and listening to the same thing over and yep. over and over and playing the same thing over and over. And this uh, goes back to something I learned uh, very early on when I was learning guitar is um, knowing when you're trying too hard. Um, and that's generally when you start making most most mistakes is when you try too hard on on something you're trying to teach yourself how to do and you need to step back and breathe, try something else for a little bit and you go right back to it and boom. Got it. It's easy peasy. Um, and we also didn't want to make the project like super gigantic. We didn't want to do like 12 songs and big bands and uh, it was me on the guitars and banjos, uh, Jared Kaczynski on bass. Uh, God, I can't remember his last name. Cole. Uh, Cole is a helping hand out at Aviary Studio. Great, great kid. Yeah. Super awesome dude. Um, he was just a super good energy to have in the room because he just came up with so many different ideas. And uh, for the next track that's coming out, he showed up with he showed up in his minivan with just a bunch of percussion stuff that he borrowed from his school. Oh wow! Uh, like he brought out like uh, like one of those congas or whatever the heck they're called, big tall drums, uh, all bucket full of shakers and all kinds of different stuff. Just ready to make something. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, he did all the percussion work and uh, even played organ on the album. Like, he was just super creative kid. Wow. Like, he's literally the greatest dude ever. Um, yeah, super, super, super helpful. That's awesome. Every, everybody at Aviary is just great. It was an awesome experience. That's amazing. And the, the, <clears throat> the only person I've met from the Aviary is Greg, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did, like, save that playlist, the Aviary playlist, and I'm just, like, slowly, like, listening to all these artists, mm-hmm. and I'm, like, picking them out. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I could have them on the podcast, you know? But that would be 
That'd be a lot of work. Trying to get everybody rounded up, you know. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm very happy I got you here today. I'm very happy you have me here today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? We'll we'll talk about your. Do you have a love? You obviously have a love for music. If you're recording and you're singing mm-hmm. and you're playing guitars and banjos, where did your love of music start? Then was it um, early on, or was it? Did it help you? Like, or was it like there like a turning point in your life where you're just like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go to music, you know, and let this guide me? Or right around when I was in middle school, I started listening to more and more music, and. Um, my uncle uh, was the guitar player in, maybe my mom's brother, but uh, my brother tried playing guitar, didn't get into it, uh, went into something else. Um, my mom found me plinking around on my brother's old PV. Uh, just plinking around on these rusty strings, making notes. Yeah. And uh, a couple of days later, my uncle shows up with a guitar case, and he sits me down, and he shows me an E chord, he shows me an A chord, and he shows me a B chord. And uh, he taught me Surprise, Surprise by the Rolling Stones. And I just, it made sense. Like, I picked up on it instantly. Like, wow. it, it was just... Wow, this is super awesome. This is super cool. This is this is great. Wow, who would have thought? <laughs> Guitar is uh, not an easy easy thing to learn either. I mean, unless you're you. Um, you there's ways to make it easier on yourself. Because um, a lot of people want to jump right in and just learn how to shred. And they think it's all about super fast fingers before they realize like rhythm is over half the song. Um, you got to start out with basics. If the strings are hurting your fingers, find lighter strings. If you feel like the strings are super hard to press down, well, take your guitar somewhere and have it looked at and see if it needs a setup. Um, you, you just got to pay attention to what you like and what you don't like. Um, yep. Sometimes guitar just isn't for that person. Um, they, who knows, maybe they'd rather be a bass player. Maybe they'd rather be a keyboard player or something. Um, I don't know. Uh, but at the same time, like everybody has their own hobbies and things that they're into. Um, like before I got into guitar, uh, at heart, I will always be a fisherman. Always. Yeah. Um, that will always be my first love. Uh, and some people are like super into fishing or like skateboarding or dirt bikes or motorcycles, whatever. I really like guitars and fishing. Yep. Um, that's just what made sense to me. It's yeah. That's super cool. So like your uncle's showing you how to play, like you liked music and then your uncle's showing you how to play and then you actually learn how to play music that's where so that's where your love started that's where it Mm -hmm. lit this fire up under your ass and you're just like this is awesome yeah that was about i was probably about like 14 i think so you've been playing guitar for well over 10 years now like uh, 11 or 12 something like that wow that's 
It's a long time, man. And from the people that I've talked to about you and your skills, like the one thing that they always mention, he's one hell of a guitar player. And li- I mean, listening to the song, you're one hell of a guitar player, man. Like it is insane. Do you just do you just play guitar, or you said banjos earlier? So yeah, you know how to play um, the banjo. That's one thing I kind of want to learn because it's fun. I like folky music. I like I like mm-hmm. a little twang with my music sometimes. And banjo, like it's just the the barrel, you know, just the uh, it just banjo fills my soul. <laughs> banjo is great. Um, I know I dabble a little bit in banjo. Um, I already. I already had a little experience with the tuning, um, uh, the open G tuning on a banjo, uh, pretty much works the same way as, um, for all the Rolling Stones nerds out there, uh, Keith Richards, uh, Keith tuning where he just tunes it to open G and uses five strings and like 98% of Rolling Stones songs are a chord that uses like two fingers um, and he barely moves. He, he, Keith Richards really doesn't do much. It's it. <laughs> yeah. His riffs are always pretty simple and straightforward and you can play pretty much any Rolling Stone song in key of G. So you can pretty much play any Rolling Stone song on Bancho. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, it, uh, when I first started my job at the pawn shop, there was one hanging up on the wall and I would kind of tinker around on it and it got to a point where I was like I like this well enough to where I want to scoop it up and give her hell and see where it goes it's a really banjo is a great thing to just sit on the couch and doodle around on oh yeah um sometimes the neighbors don't really like it but you know fuck them yeah, yeah right <laughs> yeah who doesn't like who doesn't like banjo music at 8 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> that's great so you do you do have a banjo then and you do mm-hmm. fi- fiddle around with it all the time yeah then? yeah yeah I have it sitting next to my couch and sit around and plank around figure out it's it's fun uh relearning how to play the chords because the tuning is different okay um so you gotta it almost feels like it's upside down and backwards uh wow but at the same time because it's in an open tuning. Uh, what does that mean, open tuning? Like, it, uh, you tune the strings to an open chord. Um, what does open mean, like when a chord's open? You don't mean? have to fret uh, any of the strings. You just you can just strum them open, and it's oh, a chord. Okay. It's all put right there for you. Um, it takes out a... Sometimes it takes out a lot of the work, Sometimes it adds a heck of a whole lot more because you're relearning how to play certain things. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, open tunings are, are super awesome. Um, I learned about them pretty early on from a lot of the old blues guys. Uh, from like a hundred years ago, yeah, uh, they would use these uh, open tunings to play slide guitar. Um, and they would sing all of these absolutely wonderful, wonderful songs that 
carried on and ended up building rock and roll and ended up snowballing into everything else. Um, I'm not a very good teacher when it comes to... <laughs> that was my next thing I was going to ask. Are yeah. you proficient enough where no, you can teach somebody? No, I I can't. I, I can't teach somebody something. Um, you're just going to have to watch and learn, baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's how it was for me. Um, uh, I'm, and I'm still learning. Like I'm, yep. I still know I can have improvement. Um, like I'm mostly a rhythm player. I'm not much of a crazy soloist and that's if it'd be cool to work on, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's the thing about guitar too, is that you can never stop learning it. You can always just keep building and learn more and do better. Um, it's, it's a pretty vast, uh, open sea. That's the world of music is. That's amazing. Yeah. Music is just, it's open to begin with. Mm -hmm. There's no end to it. You, nobody can listen to every single song. Nobody can play every single song. Like it's, it's so open that you can start and you can be dead and there'd be so mm -hmm. much left to do. And I, that's why I really like, um, how like before, like days of old, you'd have to go to the record shop and scour and dig and dig. And now there's so much music available just at your fingertips at any time to literally, anyone anywhere. I can play, yeah. I can play literally mm -hmm. any song in the world. Yeah. Um, it's absolutely wonderful and amazing. And discovering musicians from anywhere. And it's like, how did this guy never never go big or how did this guy never become famous and it's like oh he only recorded six songs and died six months later or some shit like that yep um the the little ones the little i i don't want to say the little people god that's so mean <laughs> that no, sounds bad <laughs> yeah it does um like not the smaller artists yeah um I get so bored of listening to um, most radio play, and I don't even listen to the radio. Anymore. No, um, I, I I get stuck listening to it at work, and it it sucks. Oh. Um, and it's just a bunch of the same hits they've been playing on the same station for about thirty years. Yep, it doesn't change. Um. And with a lot of artists and bands that I see out and about, they do a similar thing. Sing-along songs, things that people know, things that people will cling to. Um, or they sound too much like somebody else, or you can tell they're just trying to be the new version of this guitar player. Yeah, just trying to make it. Essentially. Um, mm -hmm. But when you... 
You see a lot of that, especially around Eau Claire, in the music scene. Um, but if you go out enough and you listen enough, you will find um, musicians and bands that really do stand out. And they're absolutely incredible and amazing. And, and you know, it's fun doing covers of songs that people know. But I like doing covers of songs that people don't know from musicians that don't really get a lot of coverage or credit or credibility, whatever the word is. Yep. Um, like I'd rather go up and do a bunch of J.J. Kale songs or something like that than um, and say do a, just throwing things out here, a Led Zeppelin cover that people would know. Yep. Because there isn't a Led Zeppelin song out there that people haven't heard 10 times, 10,000 times over. Yep. So you like shining a light and bringing new music to people, you'd say? Yeah. um, You like people to step out of their comfort zone and experience something new and something exciting. Because, I mean, music is exciting and it's new. Like, you can listen to anything. Like, I listen to rap, to rock, to folk, to K-pop, to everything. I listen to everything because I just... I don't want to limit myself to like some people are just like oh I listen to just country or just rock and roll and like why though like there's so much out there to discover. Music hasn't been good since I was in high school because <laughs> yeah and even like I mean even some of the newer stuff is it repetitive and do a lot of people sound the same? Yeah, but it's okay you know some of it's good. I like some of the new music that's out there today. And. And music is all subjective too. It um, is. It's very subjective. But if if you want to just be a cover band and do sing-alongs, that's fine. If that's what you want to do, and if that's what you got to do, do it. Um. And also, by no means am I saying that did I ever mean that Led Zeppelin sucks because they do fucking not. <laughs> um. I was more or less just trying to. Just make an example. Make make an example. Yep. No, I understand um, that. Um. But there is a lot of classic rock that I just do not like. No. That I just. Before we talk about what music you kind of like, let's go back to your instruments. So guitar and banjo. Is there anything else you can play? Um. I haven't in a while, but harmonica is one. Holy fuck, dude! Okay, so I was gonna make a joke. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to like <laughs> judge you on your appearance. <laughs> we were talking about Red Dead before this. You got the cowboy boots on. You got one hell of a fucking mustache. You can't. Uh, I I don't know if you guys. Uh, well, they probably can't see out in internet land. But but it it's. We'll get it. Yeah, we'll get a selfie. <laughs> you know, before you leave, and then I'll put it on my Instagram. You know, I'm like, <laughs> but it's one hell of a mustache, man. I love. It. I wish I could grow that. This is. This is like I don't know where it came from. It's like a week of not shaving. Like I, I just woke up and it was there. Just like SpongeBob, you know, and then it yep. just, just comes out. Yep. But uh, yeah. So I was gonna make the joke. I was gonna be like, oh yeah. So like, you got a harmonica to go with that? Uh, those cowboy boots or something like that? But dude, it just that made my fucking day. That made my fucking day that you. So do you know how to play harmonica? Oh yeah, I'll let you finish. Sorry, I cut. I totally cut you off. Harmonica. Yeah. Um. I 
picked up harmonica when I was learning guitar, um, because I was super, super into old blues music, um, and the two harmonica players that I listened to most were, uh, Sonny Boy Williamson and, uh, Little Walter. I, uh, James Cotton was, was pretty good, too, but, uh, the way, uh, they would just groove on it and they would almost make the harmonica sound almost seductive, like almost like a saxophone. Uh, it was just absolutely incredible. Um, and geez, I'd probably, I'm probably pretty rusty at harmonica now, but (laughs) I haven't played in a long, long time, but I still have them sitting around. Hey man, that's pretty cool. That's you. It's like riding a bike. You'll pick right back mm-hmm. up on it. But, no, that's it's pretty badass. I had a harmonica when I was little. I got a harmonica for Christmas one time when I was little. and I knew how to play hot cross bones, and that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very – I couldn't read music or anything. I still do this day. I can't, I can't read, music. read music at all. It's, I can't. Um, Is there any other instrument you can play besides those three? I – that's really about it that I can, like, play, play. I can – I can mess around on bass if I have to, um, and I like to mess around on keyboards every once in a while, but that's, I I only use one hand, I don't use two hands playing keyboards at all. So oh, I'm really? Kind of, I'm kind of a heathen, I guess. You just, yeah. little, little um, jam here and there? Mm-hmm. That's um, dope. I like organ better than playing piano. Takes a lot. I don't know. I always found it uh, easier. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. So you can play the organ then. I can make a melody. I don't know a lot of tricks and licks or anything. Okay. I can sit down for fifteen minutes and mess around and come up with something that sounds kind of cool. But yeah. Um. I've found that once you get a decent sense of melody you can figure something out on just about anything okay yeah um uh yeah i'd give me anything i'll sit down with it for an hour and try to figure something out hell yeah except for drums i can't drum (laughs) no Um, um i tried dude i tried doing egg shakers for one of the songs and i could not hold the steady rhythm couldn't keep the beat no dude and cole gets down there and just does it like it's nothing i'm like what the fuck (laughs) just egg shakers man that's insane no i'm not a percussion player at all no but hitting things is pretty cool smashing things is pretty sweet hitting things is fun yeah absolutely so we'll transition to uh your your taste in music or your do you, I don't know. Some people like the word using the word favorite. I I mean I use it, but sparingly. Like, what would be your favorite music then? Like your favorite band, singer, um, genre. Like, tell me like if you were to open your Spotify right now, what would be top of the list? Um, Tom Waits will always be number one in my heart. I absolutely love Tom Waits. Um, when I discovered him, it gave me a whole new perspective on what music is and could be. Um, It's like, this guy isn't even using drums. He's hitting oil barrels or some shit with a rock for this song. 
or uh, dropping a piano from somewhere or using like little kid toys that record his voice or he's singing through a big old bullhorn or something that's, or a megaphone or whatever. That's cool. Um, it's not just, okay, you have your lead guitar player, your rhythm guitar player, you have your bass player, and you have your drummer. Um, and then you have your lead singer up front. Um, there would be a lot going on, and it would make you pay attention to so many different things, and you'd have to listen over and over. And a lot of his stuff is uh, hard to listen to, which I really like. I like music... Um, that I don't want to say makes you cringe, but music that's difficult to listen to is fun. It's different. Um, you're not a, you don't you're not expecting the same thing over and over. Every and over. time, every time you listen to it, you find you hear something mm -hmm. different, some little thing, and you you discover something new about it. Where like. Yeah, where you listen to a certain song on a day where it just so happens to be dead quiet in the house or the apartment or whatever, and you put on your headphones and listen to this song. It's like, well, I didn't, I didn't hear that keyboard in there before. Or I didn't hear this last time. Or it's like, oh, you can hear him adjusting his himself on the piano seat and you can hear the seat creaking a little bit or you can hear somebody leaving the studio and you can hear a door slam in the background or something like that those are the kinds of little things that i really like yep um those are my absolute favorite things uh there's this modest mouse tune i think it's just called interlude you're into modest mouse a little bit I a like, little bit here and there i like modest mouse uh, a lot. my brother is more so into him but uh my brother has always been there to get me into more uh, contemporary stuff. He's gotten me into a lot of super awesome bands. Um, but he showed me this Modest Mouse song called Interlude, where they're just playing what's called a little polychord selector. It's a little uh, wind-powered uh, organ, or a little fan-powered organ that was meant for kids back in like the 50s or 60s, where you would get this tiny drum set, a cheap plastic guitar, this little organ that sounded like a bad accordion. Um, you get them out of like a Sears catalog. Or, Sears Roebuck catalog. Yeah, or a Montgomery Ward or something like yep. that for a couple bucks. And uh, they're playing this uh, song called Interlude. God, I hope it's called Interlude. <laughs> but uh, you can hear a baby cooing and crying in the background. And uh, they decided to just leave it and do that one take where they just had the kid in the studio the one day. And while he's playing this super soft, uh, melodic stuff, uh, there's just this little that's, little kid cooing. And, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, find, so basically, like, finding quote-unquote easter eggs that's kind of yeah that's kind of your thing you i like, like the little that. little things um like in the coffee song there's a bit where if you listen closely you can hear my thumbnail miss a string and there's a thunk uh i'm not gonna tell you where you gotta listen for it <laughs> but 
it's in there. It's just it's all it'll all be taken care of and mastering, man. It's fine. <laughs> Do you? So we'll talk about Easter because this is like the only Easter egg in a song slash TV theme song that I know. Do you, have you ever watched Adventure Time, dude? Um, Adventure Time was an absolute magical show. It's they, it was it, one of the best, probably if not the best. I it's my favorite favorite um, show ever. Cartoon Network like. Right around like the like early two thousands and through two thousand ten, um, they just hit the jackpot with a bunch of fucking geniuses. Um, like everything from Chowder, Flapjack, Adventure Time, regular show. It's all good. They just knocked it out of the park, man. So, so you have seen Adventure Time, mm-hmm. obviously. So there is a there's a little Easter egg in the theme song of that when. Uh, Finn is like on top of Jake's back or whatever. He's got his long legs and he's walking. Mm-hmm. If you listen close enough, you can hear a keyboard in the back, like somebody typing on like a like a like a mouse and keyboard. You can hear seriously, dead serious. Because I watched like a whole thing on this. Because uh, Pendleton Ward, the creator or whatever, and he does a lot of voices of uh the characters. They were they were like trying to record the the theme song or whatever, and they're trying to get like a whooshing sound because that's what I think happens there. And there's a keyboard in the background. Someone's like, "Oh, we can let's retake it." And he's just like, "Nah, leave it. Nah. I don't care. I like it." Yeah. So yeah, that was that. That's dude. That's awesome. That's I never little, knew that. That's, that's so cool. That's the little Easter egg that I know of. Um. So what are some of the other bands you listen to then? You um, listen to a little bit of Modest Mouse. Yeah, my brother, uh, my older brother's gotten me into a lot of super awesome stuff. Like, um, like he would get me into. Well, there's Modest Mouse. Uh, the Strokes are an awesome band. Strokes have always been a great rock and yep. roll band. Um, like, I don't even know what to compare them to. It's like they're a mix of the Stones and the Cars or something like that. Um, I've always really liked the Strokes music. They were always a great rock and roll band. Super yep. awesome. Um the White Stripes and the Black Keys. I love both bands. White Stripes, um, they play Seven Nation Army, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, sign. Um, and there's this. I, I um. Apparently, there's this whole like thing about Black Keys ripping off White Stripes because of their name and because of their music and all that. Um, and I don't know too much about that, but. I see it as more as just what happens when you have two guitar players that listen to a lot or a lot of similar or the same kinds of music. Yeah. Um, but either way, both bands are great. Uh, Black Keys stayed a little bit more traditional to what they were right from the get-go. And, but Jack White really branched out and did a whole bunch of different things after the White Stripes. Uh, let's see here. TV on the radio is a pretty sweet band too. Um, I've I, never even heard of them. Um, one of the first music videos I remember seeing as a little kid was, uh, the music video for Wolf Like Me. And it was the super cool black and white music video. Um, God, like these two people meet out in a nightclub and, they end up turning into werewolves and it's this super awesome, creepy stop motion 
uh, animation. Cool. Um, super awesome. Like my siblings would leave on MTV when they went to when they would go to school, and I'd be getting up for like middle school or something like that. Yep. And I would get to see all kinds of di- the the very last days of actual MTV, where there was actually music, music videos, music videos. Yeah. And- um, and I would see, I would see like TV on the radio and the white stripes and all kinds of other basic early two thousands pop rock or pop punk bands, whatever. Yep. Um, so I really, uh, I had each foot in a different time frame, I guess. Okay. Um, have you ever listened to Rainbow Kitten Surprise? Uh-uh. Really? Rainbow Kitten Surprise? That sounds so familiar. They're kind of like... Man, that's... They're kind of like indie-ish. Right, I gotta look this up. Sorry. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Rainbow Kitten Surprise is probably one of my more dominant bands in my playlist. Like, they're definitely there for me. Like, that's... I, I'd say it's my favorite band right now, yes. So while we had a short little break... You got a chance to look up Rainbow Kitten Surprise. Yeah. And you said they sound really familiar. Mm-hmm. So you don't know for sure if you've ever listened to them or... God, I feel like I've heard the name somewhere, but I don't know if... I, I haven't sat down and listened to an album or anything like that, but I feel like I've heard of them somewhere. Probably going to listen to them on the way home now. Probably. They're, oh, they're so good, dude. They, the music touches my soul. Like, I, I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm... I really got in. I really have to work harder at getting into more newer bands and newer artists because I spend a lot of time listening to old music. Yeah. Um, like too much time. Uh, I like listening to crackly old recordings that you can barely understand. That's those are, awesome. Those are the best kinds of recordings where, um, a long, 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 long time ago, you were having all these microphones where that were being isolated. You'd have a whole band playing into one horn. Yep. Just a big horn. And they would, God, they would have these things that would sometimes uh, where they would be able to move the singer forward or the whole band back or something like that on the stands that they were on. But, uh, I don't know. I feel like the cracklier and the harder it is to listen to, the cooler it is. Makes you pay attention mm-hmm. a little bit more. You mm-hmm. find those Easter eggs that you're looking yeah. for. Um, yeah. All those super awesome blues recordings like Blind Willie Johnson, uh, Blind Lemon Jefferson, uh, Robert Johnson, Sunhouse, Bucka White, Lead, uh, Lead Belly. Charlie Patton, all of them. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That's your that's your jam then. Mm-hmm. It's just old blues ish. Old music. blues, um, old Americana, really. Okay. Um, because I also do like country western and bluegrass. Um, I like bluegrass. My country western taste really stops right around the late sixties. Um. Because, um, I don't know, like, 
country just started getting more gimmicky. Country was always pretty gimmicky. You had to have a shtick, you know. Yeah. Um, you had to have something, because uh, it was always kind of undermined and oh, a bunch of hokey bullshit, you know. Um. So there's there's the like rhinestone suits and big flashy cars and stuff like that where guitar players would have like super sparkly guitars or something like that or they would yeah. have shiny shiny cowboy shoes or something <laughs> you know um i that so, i i don't know um i liked uh country music right up through the early 60s um i prefer more 40s and 50s um, old, old music. And uh, I'm getting into Western Swing because of uh, Matt Sales. Uh, and really all Western Swing is is just hillbilly jazz. Uh, <laughs> that's literally all it is. I love that description. It's like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, look up Bob Wills and it's just hillbilly jazz. Hillbilly jazz. Hillbilly, that's all it is. Um, that... Back when uh, songwriting was uh, about the simple things in life, you know, um, you got love and hate, life and death, uh, songs about food, songs about animals, uh, songs about a river, songs about a mountain, that kind of stuff. There was no like pickup trucks and cold beer and dirt roads and my wife left me for yep. my brother so yep. I smashed his truck and yeah yeah blue jeans <laughs> and that's okay if people want to listen to that <laughs> that's, that's okay like if you want to listen to that 80s and 90s country man that's fine but then again um uh an 80s and 90s country like uh, I never really dove head on into them but George Strait's pretty good. Like, he he was pretty traditional for the time period of, uh, like eighties and nineties country, um. But then again, I never really dove headfirst into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Vince Gill's pretty good. Like, hell of a singer, absolutely incredible singer, and great guitar player. Um. But just 80s and 90s country isn't my stuff. Do you, uh, what's his name? Sturgill Simpson. I don't know if he's country or whatever, but my brother-in-law told me to listen to him, and a buddy told me to listen to him. I listened to a couple songs, but, mm-hmm. but nothing much. He's just, I, I think he's older, so I think, like, because you're into this old music, maybe you know who that is. The name sound rings a bell. Yeah, like, I don't know any songs by him, um, so... I like a lot of the country artists. I like um, Hank Senior is my is right up there. Not big into Hank Junior. Um, just not. Just just not. Um, I like Hank Senior. I like Kitty Wells, Gene Shepherd, uh, Ernest Tubb, um, Roy Clark, uh, he just passed away a few years back. Uh, he was an absolutely incredible musician. Yeah? Uh, crazy guitar player, fiddle player, banjo player. Um, just a monster of a musician. Uh, That's awesome. Chester Atkins is classic, always good. Um, 
then again, and then I'll take a day where I'll listen to like uh, Django Reinhardt or something like that. Like I'll just listen to. So you got yeah, you got a huge taste. Mm-hmm. Huge. I think that's what it, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Huge. I was gonna say library, but that doesn't make sense to me. And there's days where I'll be, Palette. I'll just be jamming to MF Doom all day. Yeah. Right. Like, so MF Doom's the shit. You just, yeah, no, I, I appreciate a lot of music too. Like, that's what I'm getting from you is that you just, you like music. Like, you don't like a certain kind of music. You just like music. I like, I like good music. You like, you like <laughs> good music. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and hip hop, hip hop and rap is a genre that I, um, I'm not super like in depth. Like I haven't, haven't listened to like too much, but I have a pretty good chunk in my pocket. Um, like MF Doom, as I said, he's pretty good. Uh, I love listening to Blockhead. Blockhead is awesome. If you haven't listened to Blockhead before, uh, let's see here. Wax Taylor's pretty good. RJD2's awesome. I like that kind of stuff. Um, kind of classic sounding instrumental beats. Are these all older artists? Um, these guys. Oh, geez, I want to say their music is more like early two thousands, two thousand teens. Okay. Right around there. Um, I want to. I want to jump back to when we were talking about having something physical. For your music, like making yes. a CD. Yes. Would there, I don't know the process of making this. I don't know if it's a thing anymore, but a record. Like an actual record. You ever thought about putting? It's very, very expensive to print it, records. It is? It's a lot of money, and that's why not a lot of musicians do it. Um, the, and when they do, they'll have limited runs. It'll be a very small. Okay. Uh, run of how much and, would you say? Do you know how much it is to print a record? Jeez, I don't even know because um, I'm pretty sure it would go by just the amount of how many you'd want printed. Uh, and new records are pretty expensive, man. Like if you want to buy a new vinyl, it's like 40, 50 bucks sometimes at least. Like. I'm asking because I want the coffee song on a record, <laughs> like, um, and I want to put it on my wall. And I want like, are you talking like a great big one or just like a little whatever I can play on my record player, man? Mm-hmm. I got, I think I don't even know what the record player was. I got it at Bam. Like, if I could just have like just a little single of coffee song on one side and then one of the other tracks on the other, that'd, that'd be... be sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what Google has to say is, uh, rates usually depend on the length of the record per mm-hmm. side. This can range from 150 to $230 per side. So averaging 300 to 460 per record with the average being around $200 per side, 400 per record. That's a lot of fucking money. Records are a lot to, a lot of, a lot of money to produce. And it's, um, and this also goes for CDs. It's difficult putting them out in a world that's digital. streaming. It's yeah, digital. yeah. We live in a digital age. Mm-hmm. I don't see it ever going back to what it was, you know, like having to go buy the CD and have the Walkman or have mm-hmm. the 
the is that what it is? The disc that plays the CDs? Is that a Walkman? Uh, Walkmans have changed so much. There's like the Walkman they used with to be, the tape. Yeah, they used to be just little tape recorders and tape players. Um, I had a little MP3 when I was in high school or middle school that said Walkman on the back of it. So, um, yeah, no. If you make if you make CDs, dude, I'll I'll buy a bunch and they'll be sitting. There'll be a stack here, and when a guest comes over, I'll be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. take this with you, dude. Listen, that'd be awesome." Listen to this guy, but uh, no, yeah, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about you know promoting people, and I like I'm trying to get more of a like a hometown feel on my podcast. You know, like I'm trying to I like bringing people in that and giving people a voice that you normally wouldn't hear from them. You know, like people wouldn't normally know who Wyatt Thompson is. Yeah, there's no P in there. And did they? And now, look at this. You know, we met at Shoe Doctor, and now you're sitting in my right? basement recording a podcast. Like it's it's so surreal when somebody actually comes over and records. Even like when my wife comes down and records sometimes, or mm-hmm. one of my frequent friends that I have on quite a bit comes down. It's just to have to take somebody that's doing something and then to put them on blast. Basically, like look at this guy. Yeah, this guy's doing something cool. So yeah, you better believe, man. After we get done with this and I post this episode, it's gonna be all over my Instagram. Like, listen to this guy, <laughs> so good. So, fishing and guitars. What other yeah. hobbies do you got? Like, what else are you into? Um, every once in a while, uh, I haven't done it so much since I moved out, but uh, I used to like to make baits on a wood lathe, like just stand in the garage and carve baits uh like fishing yeah. like fishing baits yeah yeah oh. um wow so you're like really into fishing yeah i i i like to fish <laughs> uh and and same thing with with music it's all good like i i'll fish for anything man like I'll go out and catch bluegills. I'll fish for pike all day. I'll throw out worms and sit out and catch catfish for an evening. I don't care. Um, That's awesome. Do you catch more catch and release, or do you mm-hmm. catch to cook and eat at all? Um, I mostly catch and release now. Because um, when I was younger, I'd keep a lot of fish, and they would just go to waste. I'd never, yeah. never touch them. Uh and when I keep fish, I'm only going to keep what I'm going to eat. As people don't th- really, when they keep a fish, they don't really consider, wow, there's two fillets on this fish. So It's like two meals to a fish, like, basically. How many, like, how much are you going to be able to eat in the sitting? Like, if I'm going to keep a bunch of panfish or something, I'll keep three, four. Um, or if I'm going to, if, if I catch a nice walleye, I'll keep the one. Um some people like stockpiling their freezers with a bunch of bunch of fish, but I just that's I, what we kind of do. Like my my father in law, he's very big into ice fishing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all we all fish or whatever, but he's because he usually doesn't really work in the winter time. He's seasonal, and if he doesn't like fly down south, like this winter, he flied down south. He went to Georgia for the winter to work, but so he didn't get much fishing in this year. Bought a brand new ice fishing auger and everything, and he couldn't go, which kind of sucks. But uh, forgot. I totally lost my chance. Oh yeah. So usually what he'll do is he'll go fishing. His brother will go fishing, and they'll stockpile those fish. They'll get close to the because like you can have you can only have so much fish in your possession. 
mm-hmm. before it's illegal, which is yep. weird in my sense. You know, it's like you caught it during the season. Like, what does it matter? It's you dead. Know? It's, it's <laughs> dead. It's not. It's not doing anything. Like, I don't understand it. I understand you don't know, like if the limit's ten a day. If you catch twelve or thirteen or fourteen, I understand that. But like, I already have this fish. Like, what's it matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and then like springtime, like Memorial Day or Labor Day, which Memorial Day is in the spring, right? Or is it Labor Day? Yes. Memorial Day. Yeah, I think it's Memorial Day. I think it's next month or the month after that. I think it's in May. We'll just do like a fish fry or something at the camp. Mm-hmm. Or like we'll just we'll fry up a bunch of fish and we eat it all. Like it's, I love fried fish. Mm-hmm. So good. Yep. I, I actually had, I went to a fish fry last night, you know, good old Wisconsin fish yeah, fry. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Good old beer battered fish fry, man. What's your favorite type of fish to eat? Or do you just... Or is it like music? You just like it all? Um, let's see here. Walleye and perch, they're pretty much the same thing. Yeah. Um, all right, just to clear things up for people. Uh, a perch is regulated as a panfish, right? But they're actually related to walleyes and saugers. Like yeah. It's literally just a... All a walleye is is a toothy perch. That's about that's about it. <laughs> that's but, a good way uh, to put it, yeah. But uh walleyes, perch, those are always good. Um catfish is underrated. Catfish is I oh. fucking love that's my favorite fish. I love catfish. And you can get a lot of meat off a of catfish. A lot of meat. Um and then trout. If you can Trout's if, pretty good. If you can find a good way, um they do have a tendency to be a bit fishy sometimes. But I mean it's fish. Fish is going to be fishy, right? Exactly. Uh, that's really about it. Pike is good if you know how to get the little Y bones out of the fillets. Yep. Pike can be really, really tasty. And you can get a lot of meat off a of pike, too. Oh, yeah. You can catch a 45, 50-inch pike. And yeah. That's a three-foot fillet, four-foot fillet. Like, yeah. That's that's a lot of meat. A lot of meat. Um. And see, pike are underrated because people don't like them because they smell. It's like, I love catching pike, dude. As long as I'm not catching them in a trout stream or something like that. If I'm going out, like, deliberately fishing for pike or something, they're fun. It's exciting, fast. They'll hit over and over and over again. They don't give a shit. <laughs> no. Have you ever uh, went sturgeon fishing? Um, My buddies and I used to go down to the Cascade Dam when we were kids, and we'd sit out there with our $20 walmart catfish rods and our bikes and spend tw- another twenty dollars just on night crawlers at quick trip and sit down there all day and all night catching sturgeon as kids so like i've only caught like one or two sturgeon and they were like little baby ones you know but those things are like mythical like they're ancient yeah the old dinosaur fish they're literal dinosaurs i do you know where jim falls is mm-hmm. it's um just up the highway from where I live. So, yeah, so they got, like, a sturgeon fest, like, every year. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Down below the dam there is where you can catch them. Um, yeah. I was down below the dam with a couple buddies a few years back, and we were fishing for rock bass. That is a deep dam, dude. It is. I went there once, and I casted out my line. I'm just like, holy shit, it's still going, dude. Yep. It's like, I don't even know how deep it is down there. But we were, so we were fishing, fishing, we were catching bass, and then out of nowhere, it was probably like a four and a half, five foot sturgeon jumps out of the water, probably six feet from us off the shore. We were fishing from shore. He's six feet from us, jumps out of the water 
and slams down and I go, that was the scariest fucking animal I have ever seen in my life. Oh, man. Dude, they get so big. So big. And like Lake Superior has sturgeon. Mm-hmm. They're like 10 feet long, dude. Like, yeah. Can you imagine swimming and then you look down and... There's just this absolute leviathan of a, oh, I, of a fish. I hate open water to begin with. Like the mm-hmm. ocean, just thinking about it, scares the shit out of me. I don't like sharks either, man. No. But like to know that I'm in the water, like to go swimming in a lake or a river and then just thinking, oh yeah, there could be something in here that is bigger than me. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the thought of it, man. Yeah, that's why I like I like the Midwest. There's not I mean you don't we, we don't have to worry about gators and 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 sharks, <laughs> yeah, man. We don't have to worry <laughs> about gators. Yeah, alligators are Dude, scary looking I, things. I too. love uh I do love reptiles, but I mean I'm sure like if you live down there you'd get used to dealing with them all the time. Like oh, it's yeah. just like, "Oh, that's a gator. It is. Just don't bug them." But zigzag when you run away. Yeah, right. They can they can run pretty fast going straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're actually yeah, they're pretty quick. I, I don't know, man, like just all those houses that are on the canals and stuff like that, like down in Florida or something where you know you got them like literal canals going through neighborhoods or whatever, all those fancy people with their boats and shit. But uh having to worry about your kids and your pets all the time. Yeah. Because there could be a fucking 12-foot reptile sitting right there at your beach or whatever. Do you know what Florida has a big problem with? Iguanas. Yeah. Because they're an invasive species. Mm -hmm. And, like, people will buy iguanas and then have them as pets. But then when this iguana's 20, 30 pounds and it, you know, it's longer than them and it whips them with their tail, what do they do? They don't try to rehome it. They fucking let it go. And then they breed... And then they become just a menace. And like, they're, iguanas they, dig. Like, they burrow. Yeah. And they burrow down into people's foundations of their houses and like ruin their homes. Uh, and they're also really nasty with uh, uh, farms, like for like beans and, and, and veggies and greens and they all just that kind of stuff. Yeah, they'll it. just eat it all. And I've seen videos where there's just literally hundreds of these animals just all over a big old field or whatever. Um, there's like people that hunt them. Yeah, you can go out and just shoot them. It's it's like coyotes here, like it's shoot on sight basically, or like wild boar. Shoot, yeah, it's it's shoot on sight. Yeah. That's basically what it is for iguanas, for fucking lizards. Yeah, man. dude. Ugh, it's insane. And some of the ways that people hunt wild boars, like like people will be shooting them out of fucking airplanes and shit. Like, like in a helicopter, you got the Gatling gun in the helicopter. That's or um. Yeah, they'll have, like, bait traps, and they'll basically have this big cage fall around a yep. group of them, and then they'll just go right up and take care of them while they're in the cage. Boars are nasty. Yeah, like, they are a mean animal. They're mean. They're they're not they're not cute little piggies. No. They're not no. cute little piggies. No, they will fucking kill you. Like, they will charge you and ram you. And they make- get big. And they'll eat you too. Like, yeah. yeah, they'll get huge. They'll get huge. And they'll eat you. Like, that's the thing with pigs. Like, I'm not suggesting anything, but like, they'll eat bones, teeth, mm-hmm. bones, everything. So, like, people get rid of people. They don't by, give a shit. People get rid of people by dropping them off at a pig farm. Like, that's, they'll eat. Yeah, that's real. People do that. People do that. Like, <laughs> they'll eat anything and everything. And 
I watched, I did watch a thing on hunting pigs or whatever. I think it was in like Texas or something like that. Like it was somewhere down south. But uh, they'd have pigs and they'd have just these big live traps, you know. And some of the people, so like these people have the land and then they let, they allow people to hunt on it for the pigs or trap the pigs. And people will get caught like, oh, they caught, you know, 10, say we caught 10 pigs this day. And oh, this one's just a baby. And they let it go. So it can that, get, get bigger and come back. You get a lot of trouble for that. And then they're just like, yep, you're done fucking doing this on my land. You're done. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's an invasive species. It doesn't matter if it's two days old or 30 no years mercy. old. You got to get rid of it. <laughs> got to get rid of it. Oh. How do we get talking about pigs and stuff? Yeah, man? we started talking <laughs> about uh, music, and now we're talking about reptiles and shooting, wild boars. pigs out of a helicopter. No, d- dude, that'd be, <laughs> not going to lie, that'd be fucking awesome. That'd be fun. That'd be awesome. That'd Are be, you kidding me? That'd be pretty cool. Do you, uh, do you, so do you hunt at all then? Or um, I don't. I've always um, I've wanted to. I go out, I shoot a little bit. Like I go out and shoot pistols every once in a while in the summertime. Um, Old cowboy pistols to fit with the mustache? No. <laughs> well, look, maybe at some point, but um, I'm, cool. I'm not a huge, like, big old gun nut whatever. Yeah. Um, it's, it's actually a pretty recent hobby I picked up, just going out and shooting pistols every once in a while. But, uh, um, I've always, I, I, I I, I'd go hunting. I mean, um, who knows? This might be a new flourishing friendship between yeah. us, and I could take you hunting sometime. Let's hope. That'd be fun. Um, as I don't know if I'd, I'd I'd go deer hunting, as I've a lifetime ago I had to clean a deer, um, and it was not fun. No, you didn't no. like it. It's a lot um, of work. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work, especially when you get the dull knife, right? Um, but then again, that was years ago, and I was probably like 20 then, and I'm 25 now, so now I'm over it, whatever. Um, maybe small game, maybe bird. I don't know. Small game's fun. Uh, turkey hunting. I love turkey yeah. hunting. Yeah, dude. Turkey hunt- turkeys are bastards, though. They they are... <laughs> they are mean little fuckers. They're... S- <laughs> Their brain is like the size of like a like a marble or a pea. Mm-hmm. They're they're stupid, but their eyesight is so it's perfect. Like they can see better than us, and so they see any movement anywhere, and they're just like, "Yep, I'm not going that way." Like that's all they know is, "I see movement, don't go that way." Yep, it's so dumb. Um, I've never I've turkey hunted quite a few years. I've never got I haven't gotten one since. Hopefully, hopefully this year I'll get one. But my grandfather. Uh, was the was more of an outdoor was more of the big outdoorsman um he would bird hunt mostly he did deer hunt and do turkey hunting and uh but he he would mostly go for like pheasants and grouse and quail and oh, th- yeah. things like that pheasants are good yeah, uh he always had like uh when my pa- when my mom uh was growing up uh, they always had uh, springers around the house, you know, bird dogs. Yep. Um, so maybe I'd go bird hunting at some point. Um, I used to shoot trap in high school, and I was actually pretty good at it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, shooting trap was a lot of fun. 
Um, yeah, I, I yeah, actually, I'd probably go hunting. I actually, I shot trap on my wedding day, like before my wedding. Because That's what's up. We got, me and my wife, we got married outside of Menominee. There's a game farm there, but they mm-hmm. also have like a wedding barn. So we got married at the barn. But before that, we had, uh, they have like a five, you know, five man shooting and the, the de- discs, clay, clay pigeons, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call them. They come from every direction. So like, you know, we all brought our own guns and we, mm-hmm. you know, had a cigar and a drink before Fuck the yeah. day. It was fucking That's what's awesome. Up. And then my dad, <laughs> my dad actually ended up buying a membership there because they do have like, you go, you show up, you buy, you know, five, five, uh pheasants or whatever yeah you buy five six pheasants 20 bucks a pop and then they go put them in the field for you and then they they say hey they're in there go find them you know and then you you can rent their dogs or you can bring your own or you don't need a dog at all and you just you just walk this field and shoot the pheasants and you know that sounds like i'm sure there's purists out there that's like oh it sounds like a bunch of bullshit but i think fun yeah i think that sounds like if you want like to take someone like me hunting, like, hey, let's try this out for like the first time. Yeah, yeah see how you like it. Shoot something, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you can walk through the woods and still find pheasant and shoot them. Like, it's significantly harder. Mm-hmm. It's uh, if I'm walking through the woods with a shotgun, I'm I'm looking for uh, grouse. You know, like that's what I want to kill. Mm-hmm. But uh, my dad, he bought a dog off the guy, a guy that I work with. He bought a. <laughs> Uh, German short hair pointer or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Beautiful dog. Yeah. Super nice dog. But he is wicked when he put it, puts his nose on the ground. He is, he can smell. Yep. So, uh, plug, you, you can plug your socials now if you want. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on the Aviary Studio playlist on Spotify. Um, or you can, you can find me on YouTube as well. Otherwise, other, uh, the other main streaming platforms is as far as I'm told. Yep. Uh, otherwise, you can find me on the grams. Uh, and I post videos every once in a while. And yeah, man, check it out. What's your Instagram then? Just uh, Wyatt Thompson 98. Wyatt Thompson 98. Yep. All right. Um, I appreciate you coming here today. I appreciate you, you know, sitting down and taking the yeah, time. Yeah, dude. To thanks talk. for having me out. Absolutely. Um, thank you for listening, everybody. You can. Of course, find me on Instagram, find me on TikTok at HeyJFlow, and share this podcast around. I really appreciate it. Leave a review, a rating. Let me know what you guys think. And remember, no matter what life throws at you, just take a deep breath, look up, and go with the flow.